You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 1062 of the Lots on Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Roland, coming to you on a Monday evening into Tuesday. And today's podcast is sponsored by the good folks at rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Today's podcast, we'll touch on the final Summer League game out in Las Vegas on Monday. Not a greatest night in the world for the Hawks, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on, as well as some final thoughts at least individual thoughts from me on Summer League. I'm sure I'll have a guest or two on in the future to talk about Summer League and much more. But before we get into all of that, and by the way, there are six weeks now until training camp begins, so a fast timeline approaching even with the offseason now here in full force. A couple things, though, at the top of the podcast before we get to the game itself. One of those is that the folks at BetOnline.ag, a sponsor of this podcast, released the Eastern Conference betting odds and their futures for next season on Monday. And Hawks fans were not thrilled by this. Uh, I definitely understand why. But uh, spoiler alert, the Hawks are actually have the sixth best odds to win the East, according to BetOnline.ag. And uh, well, I will say this right now at the top as my one disclaimer. Betting odds like this, particularly futures, are often geared toward uh, the action and not necessarily a flat-out projection of what will happen. And there's a couple of teams that have, uh, I would say, large fan bases that are uh, given lo- lower odds than the Hawks to win the East. But still, it is jarring, and uh, that's definitely a little bit too low on the Hawks from what I will say at this point in time. So um, to go down this list, um, first, you have the Nets at 6-5. to five. They are a big favorite, and that makes a lot of sense to me. The Nets uh, were loaded last year. I think the Nets would have won the East and probably the title if not for the injuries they had. They still almost beat the Bucks um, without, you know, without full health other than Kevin Durant. So the Nets are uh, pretty darn good, and they should be favored in my opinion. So I understand that. Then you have the Bucks, who won the title last year. I know they beat the Hawks in the conference finals. They're seventeen to four, which is about four to one ish to win the East. That's actually pretty low for a team that's the returning champion that brings back most of their roster. But alas, then from there, Philly is eight to one. Now Hawks fans won't love that because the Hawks just beat the Sixers in a series. I wasn't surprised to see Philly up, up there that high, um, given their pedigree and you know Embiid and all that stuff. But the Simmons thing sort of looms out there for Philly, and we'll touch on this later on in the offseason, I'm sure, but uh, I'm not the biggest Philly believer in the world. Then you have the more controversial teams that are ahead of the Hawks. Uh, Miami is 11-1, to and Miami, I understand a little bit more. I've never been the biggest Heat believer. Even when they were going to the finals two years ago, I not, did not really believe in the Heat <laughs> that year. I, I kind of uh, picked against them. Almost every round. Didn't really see it from them, and but to, to their credit, they made the finals. And at least there's a theory here because Kyle Lowry is now on that team. Kyle Lowry is very good. So at least they made a big change, a big splash, and that kind of informs that. I still think the Hawks are better than the Heat right now, but at least that was a little bit easier to understand. The more controversial one for me is the Boston Celtics at 16-1. to where the Hawks are 18-1. to So yes, Boston, after a pretty devastatingly bad season for the Celtics last year, um, you know, barely making the playoffs, um, they're not better than the Hawks on paper, simply put. I know they signed uh, Marcus Smart to an extension. That helps them. They do have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. That's obviously good. They did a shooter for basically nothing. Um, they're not a bad roster, but I think the Hawks are just better than the Celtics on paper right now. And I understand this is definitely a market thing, which is why I mentioned this early on, because Boston's a big a big, brand, a big brand, I should say, at the top of the NBA. They have all the titles and all that stuff, a huge fan base. But uh, Atlanta is better than Boston right now on paper. I'm not afraid to say that. And uh, that made a lot of Hawks fans upset to see Boston ahead of Atlanta. And I do not blame you whatsoever. 
After that, you have the Bulls at 20 to 1, the Knicks at 28 to 1, uh, and then you have a group of Charlotte, Indiana, and Toronto at 40 to 1, Washington's 50 to 1, and then the Cavs, Pistons, and Magic bring up the rear at 150 to 1 each. So basically, the Hawks are projected to miss the play-in. That's obviously a good thing, but still a little bit lower by this by the specking order. Then you have you know Chicago and New York right behind them, Boston right ahead of them, along with Miami. So we'll have plenty of time to talk about over-unders and all that, st- all that stuff as these six weeks between now and training camp arrive. But uh, that's sort of a nice little primer that arrived right on today. So there you go from Bet Online. And if you have th- thoughts on the Hawks, maybe you could put your money on them at eighteen to one. There you go. Um, one other piece of news from today. Uh, not a huge thing basketball-wise, but always, uh, I would say, interesting to me to follow the agent maneuvering. Cam Reddish is now officially a member of Clutch Sports. Um, his first agent in the league was Omar Wilkes, who was at Octagon at the time. He was also Trey Young's agent. He's still Trey's agent, but uh, Trey went with Omar when he left to go to Clutch last year. Cam did not leave right away from Octagon, but it was, it was announced today that he's going to go to Clutch now, and I, I presume, this was not announced part of, as part of this, but I presume it would be with Omar. Um, not a huge thing there, but obviously... Um, the Hawks now have three clutch clients, Trey Young, the most prominent of those, and he of the new extension, of course, and then Jalen Johnson, the rookie, is a clutch client, and now and now Reddish as well. So, um, obviously, the jokes always fly by the Lakers and all that stuff, and now three Hawks with clutch, and now Cam has a new agency as of this moment. All right, before we get into the Summer League game and some wrap-up stuff from Summer League and Las Vegas and all of that fun stuff, they're from our sponsors on the podcast today, and the first of which is Sweatblock. There are a few things in life that just are not any fun to talk about, and one of them is excessive sweating. It's not fun for anyone to sweat through their shirt for no reason. I'm sure we've all dealt with this at some point in time, and while there are definitely bigger problems in the world, it can certainly feel like a big deal when it happens in the moment. And that's why you should check out Sweatblock and Iperspirant Wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You can simply apply it at night before you go to bed, and then after you go to bed, the next morning you can wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying at all about sweat. Guaranteed. Sweatblock is doctor-created and doctor-recommended. It works for up to seven days per use. There is also, by the way, a dry shirt guarantee, and if Sweatblock doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. It's manufactured in the USA. Sweatblock has a bestseller on Amazon and other places for the past decade. I know it might sound too good to be true, but it absolutely works. You can wear what you want to wear with confidence, and it really is an absolute must-have. If you or someone you know and love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock right now. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code locked on or check it out at a CVS near you right now. One more time, that is promo code locked on at sweatblock.com for 20% off. Promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. Today's podcast is also brought to you by the folks at Indeed. In the sports world, GMs and coaches ask questions to find the right players, and when you're hiring, you can use Indeed Assessments to help you make sure that you can find quality candidates with the skills that you need. When hiring gets hard, you need Indeed, the job site that makes hiring incredibly simple. Just attract, interview, and hire. In fact, with Indeed, you can do all of your hiring in one place, even with the interviewing. Don't simply hope that your perfect candidate will find you. Indeed's hiring tools will help you cut through the noise to hire faster and smarter. In fact, Indeed's Instant Match provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes are on Indeed the moment that you post a sponsored job. And with Indeed assessments, you can choose up to 135 skills tests to help you find the people that are applying to your jobs with the skills that you need. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than any other job site combined. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And you can get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit right now at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions apply. 
All right, and so I've said the entire time in Las Vegas, both when I was in Las Vegas and after I've gotten back from Vegas, that the results don't really matter a whole lot uh, in Summer League. That's definitely the case. This is not a whole lot of fun uh, in terms of the game setting on Monday. The Hawks lost by 19 points. It was 104 to 85. It was closer than that most of the way, but before the game started, a lot of the uh, verve of this contest was pulled out of things by injury absences, or I guess absences overall. Jalen Johnson was ruled out before tip-off. This is not an injury. I want to stress this. This is not an injury. It's what I was told by the Hawks. Um, not a big surprise. You know, Johnson... Being that he was very, very good for four games, um, prominent young guys often play two, three, four games, and then they get shut down the rest of the week. So I was not shocked to hear that Johnson wasn't gonna, wasn't going to play today. With that said, we'll come back to him later on. But he looked great in summer league, so no, no, no surprises, no, you know, no, no detraction for me that he didn't play, other than the fact that it would have been more interesting to watch him play on Monday night. Um, Skylar Mays also missed this game in the concussion protocol after his far, hard fall in the fourth quarter on Saturday. Hopefully he's all right in short order, and he also had a good week as well. So that led the Hawks to starting Shreve Cooper, who returned after missing Saturday's game, along with E.B. Watson, Devonna Cooper-Sell, Admiral Schofield, and Juwan Durham. So that tells you a little bit about what the state of affairs was. Not a whole lot of talent for the Hawks in terms of NBA um, level of play. Um, they and actually, in contrast, New York played all of their guys, which is a little bit surprising. This was their sixth game of Summer League, which they added an extra game. They're the only team in the entire tournament that actually played more than five games. Um, they were trying to fill in for somebody that couldn't play earlier in the week, all that stuff. But with that said, I don't know why they played all their guys at the end of at the end of the week. It's a little bit strange for that to happen, particularly with guys like Emmanuel Quickly, who didn't shoot well in this game, but who is definitely an NBA rotation player. Obi Toppin, I guess, is a little bit more understandable. He didn't play quite as much as Quickly did last year, but Miles um, McBride, uh, Jericho Sims, Quentin Grimes, they're all real players. Wayne Seldon's a veteran NBA player, has been around for a while. They all kind of played in this game, so... It was pretty lopsided talent-wise. Hawks actually did a pretty good job hanging around for parts of this game um, with that in mind. But uh, it was actually 9 nothing New York out of, the, out of the gate. Grimes had nine, 9 points in 70 seconds or so, which was kind of funny. Um, the Hawks actually had a nice run midway through the first half, took the lead. But from there, it was pretty much all Knicks. They go, they go up 11 at the half, led by 14 early in the fourth, and they got out of hand down the stretch. So... Uh, you know, I won't go the entire play-by-play with regard to the game today because there just wasn't a whole lot um, to discuss. But, you know, it goes without saying. The Hawks did play hard. Matt Hill was pleased with that after the game. The Hawks uh, assistant coaches leading the Summer League roster, but not a whole lot to highlight. I want to take a step back for the most part with that in mind and talk about the basically the entirety of Summer League with most of these guys that we'll discuss here in a second. Um, we'll start with the guys who are not on the roster and probably won't be on the roster that I always wanted to make note of. I thought the entire week Devon Cooper-Sell was good. Um, he, had, he had a 29-foot three early on in this game. Did not shoot well at all, 6 of 17 from the floor. He had to force a lot offensively, particularly with Cooper Limited in this game and nobody else to really create offense. But I thought he was good overall the entire week um, and definitely as a professional basketball player. I'm not sure where, where that's going to be this year, but uh, he was impressive to me as a guy who I wish was seven years younger, basically. I also thought that Admiral Schofield, the former Tennessee product, was their fifth best player in Vegas behind the three roster guys, um, being Cooper, Mays, and Johnson, and a Cooper. So I, th- I thought he was clearly their fifth best guy. Um, just more of a defensive stuff from Schofield, but I thought he was just pretty active, had four rebounds, I had nine points, nothing terribly flashy, but a guy who at least can defend and be strong and be professional for the most part. And then I thought Javin Deloria was good in this game on Monday. He was kind of the, the brightest spot, the former Duke product, had 18 points, seven rebounds, three blocks, very active in 27 minutes with seven out from the floor as well. So a nice little uh, flourish from him. Didn't play a whole lot there, and Hill talked about this after the game. Like Guys had to stay ready. They, they basically played guys that they weren't playing for most of the week. 
you know, you know, Jawan Durham starting in this game was a, a good indication of that. Because even beyond that, guys like Jordan Bell and Max Heidegger that played a lot early in the week were not with the team by the end of the week as well. So you're missing not only Johnson and Mays, but some of the guys that were probably your better supporting pieces. So it was kind of ugly roster-wise, and we'll leave that there for now. Uh, before we sort of finish up with Cooper and Johnson after the break, I'll start with Skylar Mays now. He obviously did not play in this game. But finishes the week averaging almost 19 points a game, 18.8 points per game across four contests. Um, 46% from the floor is just fine for a guard. 100% at the free throw line, uh, which is very, very nice, 16 for 16. Um, a steal and a half, 3.8 assists per game. I thought Mays was pretty good. Uh, he wasn't like incredibly excellent or anything like that, but I thought he, he showed himself well. And uh, famously, Mays is a guy who doesn't have a contract right now. So obviously, for as a refresher, if you're a new listener or something like that, Mays is currently a restricted free agent for the Hawks. All they had to do to make him restricted was to offer him a qualifying offer of a two-way. As he was on the two-way last year after being the second-round pick of the Hawks in 2020, um, Mays can sign that if he wants to be on, on a two-way with, with the Hawks. Um, that might happen in the, in the coming days. It's probably, Honestly, I think that's probably the most likely thing. I'm not reporting that, but I think if I had to guess one way or another, if I had like what was going to happen, it'd be Mays being on a two-way for the Hawks alongside Shreve Cooper. But uh, TBD on all of that, but I think it was a good audition for Mays, um, for the Hawks, and also other teams, because obviously the goal, if you're Skylar Mays, is to get a full contract from somebody, and maybe somebody will offer him that in the coming days. I thought he played well overall, both guard spots, played good defense. He's still limited athletically, for sure, but definitely a crafty finisher. His shooting is definitely a swing skill for him. I think he's been at least solid enough in that regard, and I think he's just a smart basketball player, a, a talented guy, has good size, at particularly at point guard, but even at, at the two, he's just fine size-wise, so... I've always liked Skyler. I think he's an NBA player. Um, I think, again, a two-way for him for the Hawks would be a very good thing, I think, for Atlanta. Um, Mays, I'm sure, wants to get a real contract from somebody or, or even from the Hawks, but we'll see in the coming days. But I, I, th- I thought that Skyler was generally pretty good this week, and uh, hopefully he's not too banged up from the, from the hard fall that led him to the concussion protocol, and uh, he'll be back and ready to play in the next couple of days as he can start preparing for the offseason and all of that fun stuff. Okay. Um, before we get to Sharif and Jalen, a word from our sponsors on the last ad break of the evening, and the first of which is rockauto.com. Have you ever gone to a chain store looking for auto parts that fit your car? Is it maddening? Because it is for me. I know it has been in the past, and it will be if I ever try that again, but frankly, I don't ever need to do that again because of rockauto.com. Rock Auto has been serving auto parts customers for 20 years at this point in time, and you could save time and money when you use Rock Auto. They have all kinds of auto parts that will fit your lifestyle, fit your preferences, and the best part is you don't have to endure the pointless questioning from someone behind the counter who's only looking to sell you the one part or one kind of part that they have in their warehouse. RockAuto.com has everything you could possibly need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet, and honestly, the prices are always reliably low for every customer, and they really serve the do-it-yourselfer very, very effectively. You can go explore their website right now. It's very easy to use. You can find a solution to your auto parts needs in one place. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck, and from there, you want to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Today's show is also presented by Bilt Bar. With Built Bar, there are so many delicious flavors that there's always something for everyone, and honestly, it's difficult to pick just one. If you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're always passionate about their favorites, but for me, I have more than one, quite frankly. If you don't know all the Built Bar flavors at this point in time, you're absolutely missing out. They have coconut, they have cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, German chocolate, and my personal favorite has to be cookies and cream. It's been that way for a long time, but even with my affection for cookies and cream, there are other options that are 
honestly just about as good and really they're fantastic for everyone that enjoys Built Bar. In addition to being extremely tasty, and Built Bar is extremely tasty, they're also very, very healthy. They have 17 to 18 grams of protein. The calorie range is 130 to 180. They only have four or five grams of sugar, and they only have four or five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors all the way across the board. They're all tasty, and they're all healthy. If you order today, they get the grass popper cookie or the raspberry or whatever you like. And if you go to built.com and use the promo code locked on, you're 15% off your order with Built Bar. Use the promo code locked on, 15% off at built.com. Okay, we'll finish up with Sharif Cooper and Jalen Johnson. Obviously, Johnson did not play in this game. We'll come back to him at the end as the first-round pick. We'll uh, close up shop there. But Cooper um, did not have it today. He might have been under the weather a little bit, too. Never got a real answer on that. Obviously, he missed Saturday's game with health and safety protocols, but was on the bench. I thought he did not have his trademark energy uh, in his burst today, so I'm not sure if he's not feeling well or whatever is going to be happening. Obviously, being back home now, it's hard to get information. But regardless, he just did play well today. A bad situation for him, to be very fair. I thought the Hawks, obviously, without Johnson, without Mays, without a lot of a lot of their guys, um, it's tough for him to kind of create on his own. Um, a lot of a lot of the way there, like not a, lot, not a whole lot of finishing for him to uh, go with in this game. So, all that said, I thought he didn't have it tonight. Had a couple of nice hockey assists, a couple of nice passes, as always. Did did make two shots before halftime. But came out at the 5:23 mark of the third quarter and never returned. So um, obviously, you know, they want to be careful with him. I would have probably sat him honestly if uh, once Johnson and Mays were out. Um, to be fair, I would have watched the game probably a little bit less intently if he hadn't uh, been playing. But you know, I don't want to write off anything from tonight. But I think still in general, it was a good week for Sharif. In fact, before Monday. He was averaging 17.7 points per game, a 51% shooting, which is uh, excellent efficiency for a guy of his size and his uh, questions about his shooting, and also was leading summer league with nine assists per game before Monday night. So I don't think he won the title in terms of assists because of the uh, game he had here with only two, but still uh, obviously one of the best passers, if not the best passer in the entire field in Las Vegas. And I think in general, it was a very, very positive week just because of the fact that I think defensively competed a little bit. Not going to be great there, but I think at least played hard, showed the effort, actually drew a charge tonight um, despite his limited effectiveness. I thought the passing was as advertised, the the ball creation on the ball, um, being able to get past guys, get into the lane, collapse defenses was definitely as advertised as well. Um, you know, the ball handling overall, the finishing was pretty good this week. I think overall, you can't really ask for much more than that with his finishing and he had the one big three point shooting game. So, um, you know, not every question is answered with, with a shooting by any means, but I think in general, Cooper had a strong performance, particularly in the first three games. Obviously this last one was kind of a write off for him, but I think, uh, you have to leave Las Vegas if you're the Hawks and Cooper pretty pleased with what you saw for a second round pick. I think obviously I had him a lot higher than that in the draft. So I was not terribly shocked by this, but I think at the same time, uh, given that you could adjust his expectations a little bit, by the fact that he was a second round pick, he played very well. And I think if you didn't know that ahead of time, you would have thought he was probably a first rounder because that's the kind of talent that he is. Um, we'll go to Johnson here now. Clearly he didn't play on Monday, so nothing terribly fresh here, but in four games, he averaged 19 points a game on 57% from the floor, 42% from three, 82% from the free throw line. That's excellent efficiency for anyone, much less a rookie. Nine and a half rebounds, 1.3 blocks, a couple assists per game as well. Turnovers were definitely a question for both Johnson and Cooper, but nothing that I'm terribly worried about. And I thought Johnson was spectacular this week. Um, if anything, I think he's actually been underrated with the way he played. A lot of those winners and losers lists, he was on he was on some of them, as you saw the last couple of days in Las Vegas from prominent outlets, but not on all of them. And I, honestly, I think he probably should have been on all of them. Um, especially when you compare to his draft slot. Now, he, I think he got underdrafted. I think he was more talented than his draft slot indicated, but... If you're adjusting for the pick slot, he was even more impressive because I think he he played like a top 10 guy um, 
all week long, quite quite honestly. So the talent package is very clear. The passing, the shooting was good this week. Uh, that that is still a question, at least somewhat for me. He's not like a high pedigree three point shooter at this point, or but at the same time, the stroke looked good. I think it was a positive takeaway there for the, for the shooting as well. Was was solid finishing around the rim. Who's explosive um, defensively? A couple of rookie moments for sure, but definitely had the activity and and the uh, flash plays that you want to see from a first year guy. So. I mean, I can go through the entire checklist, but I think the biggest takeaway for me as a Hawks observer and to sort of share with Hawks fans is that you I've said it before and I'll say it for, I guess, probably one final time, maybe not even the final time this week, but Cooper and Johnson looks apart this week. That is the biggest takeaway from Summer League. Um, obviously, you can get into stats and all that stuff for highlights, but it's all about kind of what you saw. And, you know, Mays, I also would agree with that. He's just a different kind of evaluation. As a returning guy who's obviously a lot older, he was an older rookie last year as well. So I think he's going to be a player, to be sure. But with Cooper and Johnson, these are one-and-done guys who came in, you know, 19, 20 years old and looked the part against pros. Now, it's Summer League, um, particularly with Cooper. I think that is, you know, small guards are often benefiting from the Summer League setting. But I think, uh, as my final takeaway, those two guys looked very good this week. You have to be thrilled. I love the draft for the Hawks. I said as much that night. Um, both guys went way, way, way further down the board than they probably should have in my mind. So that carried over to Summer League. It's been a very, very strong you know, three weeks for the Hawks and those two guys in particular going from the draft to Summer League, and now we get into the offseason. So uh, overall, because of that, uh, the top three guys that the Hawks brought to Summer League, Mays, Cooper, and Johnson, all graded out as above average um, or better in terms of their performance in Las Vegas, and that's all you can ask for if you are the Hawks and a Hawks fan. Okay, um, thanks to all who've listened so far. In the offseason, obviously, it's been a little bit of ongoing, but it was, it was a heck of a run by the Hawks in season, so the offseason has been a little bit, a little bit shorter. We're now finally reaching the actual offseason. Um, you know, post-finals, the draft is, like, right away, and I only had, like, three weeks to talk about the draft, which is kind of crazy. And then you get into free agency, you get right into summer league. And now, um, as of today, Monday the 16th, as I'm recording this, um, media day for the Hawks is six weeks away. 42 days. So th- that's the actual offseason from summer league end to media day is that six week period where there actually isn't going to be anything happening. Now you can get a trade, you can get something weird happening, but for the most part, nothing on the calendar is going to tell you to pay attention to the Hawks. With that said, I don't go anywhere. Um, I know some people might take off or do whatever. Uh, I will not be posting five, six shows a week as I have been for a while, but I will definitely be promising you guys two or three shows a week at least, in the next six weeks, and then we'll wrap back up when the season begins. So uh, I want to thank you again for listening to the podcast. As always, if you're looking for the show on, on any particular outlet, please let me know if you can't find it at BT Rolling on Twitter. I'll do whatever I can, but we should be on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also help the show by subscribing, leave a five-star rating, and some feedback via review if you enjoy the podcast. And the last thing would be to tell your friends about the show. That definitely helps everybody to find the podcast. Um, My Twitter account for the podcast is still suspended, as is a lot of the Locked On Twitter accounts, so my apologies on that. But you can follow me at BT Roll, and I'll be sharing the podcast, and hopefully the Locked On Hawks account will be back again in short order. But regardless, the show should be pretty easy to find if you look for it. It's at Locked On Hawks everywhere that you can find podcasts. And sincerely, I appreciate all of the people who have subscribed and check out the podcast in the last several weeks. It's been a huge summer so far for the podcast, and again, not going anywhere. I'll have I'll have more content this week. Um, guests will be coming on. I'll probably have some season review content, some season preview content, draft content, um, Sharif Cooper and John Johnson content, all that fun stuff. We'll be here, and uh, I implore you to join us. But thank you once again, and we'll see you next time.